0: All right. Hello, everyone. And we are excited about being with you again. And we're going to have a a time of uh, communion here in just a minute. To start out, we kind of changed our procedures where we do the communion up front in case uh, some can't hang with us for the whole thing. You at least get to do that together. And uh, we're again going to have Chris do that and do it in the Hebrew. He translates into English as we go. And uh, people have really enjoyed it we really enjoyed it, and it kind of just takes us back to uh you know it's realizing that essentially that is probably the way Jesus himself did communion that 's what right. it sounded like and so it takes us back to a more authentic perspective of it anyway and so that's one of the uh, the great values of it and um and then we're going to uh Different ones here. Uh, We'll share just some things we're getting at this time, and and even as we're here together in the presence of the Lord, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping our spirits open for anything else He might say. And so I'm just going to start with a uh, a short prayer, and then uh, Chris is going to lead us uh, through communion. And so we have Justice here with us, and of course Elizabeth. Lord, we just thank you uh, again for this time to remember you and. Um, it 's so powerful each and every one of us to uh, have this truth telling come alive in a, in a in a new way for us as we partake of communion when mm-hmm. we remember who you are, what you did for us, and why you did it and and how it 's still relevant to us today and so it 's our our privilege to come before you and acknowledge you in this way yes and Lord. we just thank you for how you 're going to speak and be with us during this time. Let everyone that 's listening to this. Let your peace come on them, and let your presence descend on them, on their household, the room they're in, as we go that's on good. with this time here together. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. Awesome. All right, Chris.
1: <clears throat> well, guys, I'll just remind everyone um, a little bit about the season that we're in right now, um, outside of even, you know, everyone's aware of the vir- the virus stuff that's going on, but even just the, the seasons of the Hebraic calendar, which I think, you know, if you guys have not studied into this, it is a really fascinating thing. I think God speaks very prophetically through um, this calendar and all of our lives. Um, you know, coming up, we have one of the misconceptions about Passover is that it's actually eight days, but it's actually the first, um, it's it's only a night period, and then it goes into the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Mm. And so both of these feasts are two of the high feasts. They call them the Feast of the Lord um, in the Bible, which I think is just a really interesting mm way it's not the feast of the jews or the feast of israel it calls them the feast of the lord um, which i think is a really a really good concept to keep in mind and so going back to this the feast of uh or the feast of passover is actually when um the lamb would be eaten we see this with yeshua um, and jesus and this is right when he's betrayed it's also when he goes to the upper room and they have um you know he talks about the breaking of the bread the breaking of the wine and so this is a, a very seasonal time, to say to say the least. And so mm-hmm. we're going to do the communion um, in Hebrew. If you guys have the elements, you can go ahead and grab the bread right now. <clears throat> All right. Here we are. Thank you. If you guys missed this yesterday, one of the things that I, th- I think is so interesting about the Passover is... That it was actually, it's one, it's the one feast that starts off the year, but it's the only one that you're commanded to do in your home. And this was actually changed in Jew- Jewish culture after they went in the Babylonian captivity. Um, they would actually start doing it at the temple, but it's the one feast that the Lord commanded them to do in their own homes. Wow. And so I think that's really significant just with <clears throat> where we are at currently this year, where everyone has more or less been re- you know, sent to their home, um, that this is something that should take place in the home throughout the year, <clears throat> throughout the years, but... Anyway, so if you have the bread, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth, who sacrificed your body on behalf of our sins, and who through you we have um, life—not just life, but eternal life, life filled more abundantly. Um, God, you take our you take our stripes, you take our sins. um, You are the Lamb that was slain before the creation of the earth, God, and we give you all the praise and we magnify your name. Amen. Amen. If you have the wine, mm, you can take that now. Yes. Sir. And <clears throat> we just say, <speaking in Hebrew> Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe who brings forth fruit from the vine. God, you give us more than enough, God. You are the abundance, God, uh, with your spirit, God. We are more than enabled to meet the challenges of the world, God, um, to reflect you, to reflect your kingdom, God. And so we praise you, God, yes. for the blood that was shed on our, shed on our behalf. Thank, Thank you, you Jesus. Jesus. Thank
0: you, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus.
2: So, Johnny, you next?
0: No, you go next.
2: Okay. Um, I wanted to just start by praying over those of you that are listening. We have all kinds of sounds in the background here.
0: <laughs> Somebody's saying that the new number is busy, but we'll see.
2: Um. I guess just, well, they'll have to keep trying. Um, if you'll just just close your eyes and kind of get in a in a posture of receiving for a second and I'm just going to lay my hands on Johnny and Chris here just as a point of contact for myself thank you Father for your um, love right now over your sons and your daughters and as an act of worship we just allow your love to um, to just be absorbed into the whole of who we are Yes. I thank you, God, that we don't have to understand truth to live in truth. We don't have to understand gravity to be affected by gravity. I thank you that we can be um, absorbed in the fullness of who you are. Yes, sir. The fullness of who you are can hit its mark in, in every cell of our body, in every place of our DNA. In our emotions, and our will, every place where we're weary, every place where we need what you have, we, by faith, just allow it to settle in on us right now. Every color that is you, we just drink in right now. Yes. You sustain us. Would you disconnect our hearts once again right now to heaven and to eternity? The reality that nothing in this earth can take away everything that matters the most. But because of you, Jesus, nothing is truly fragile. It's all shored mm-hmm. up and victorious in you. Would you... Rebrand us with your love. The power that is in your love, and the love that is in your power. Yes. Would you reacclimate our um, our spiritual senses and our natural senses to you? What you're doing, what you're saying, your nature, your character. And we just say we receive you, Jesus. We receive you, Holy Spirit. We receive you, Papa, Father, God. We receive you. Everything within us opens wide to who and what you are. Everything within us says yes and amen to who and what you are. Yes. Everything within us blesses you and magnifies you and lifts you up and 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 sits with you in heavenly places up above all of this. Thank you that in your humility you gave us this natural realm to play out the truth of who and what you are. And so we partner with you in that. We bring everything that's in the spirit realm into the natural realm with you. And we say it's not a burden. It is... Truly, truly, a, a privilege to have the opportunity, however short or long our opportunity is, to to be with you in this earthly realm for for a short time in the light of eternity. We get to we get to see you from this side and choose you from this side. Thank you for that privilege. It's not a burden. It's not a burden. And we thank you that that from that heavenly place where we're seated with you, we can see it like you see it. Yes. So we choose to, and we choose you again, all over again. We choose you.
0: Thank you,
2: Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I just want to share a couple of things. (laughs) You know, uh, and I might share in a few minutes just how I believe, you know, there has been a uh, a weaponization of the coronavirus uh, to make it something it's not. And I'll get to that in a moment. Um, before I get to that, we have to acknowledge right up front that there are so many benefits that have come from this time of slowdown. It's, a, it's you know, across the world, lockdown, quarantine, staying home two, three, four weeks, more than that, depending on where it is. And um, it's funny just how even people around us, friends and family, it's a time for reassessing priorities. And in this time of reassessing priorities and being given this time, like if it didn't happen for us, if somebody didn't force it upon us, we would never do it. You know, there are people that have wanted to get out of certain ruts, Um, certain addictions, certain things, and they're just like at some point they're going to give themselves to it. Well, the opportunity uh, was made for people. There's people that wanted to be able to stop and think and reassess even the direction of their life, where they work. Is this really what they want to do? Is this even if they look at who their bosses are as a potential future scenario for themselves, is that really what they want to be in the future? Does that really is that really what success is, and um, all this opportunity to do so again? Though I do not believe this, I'll call it a storm, the coronavirus storm. I do not believe it was created by the Lord, but as it says in Nahum, the Lord will have His way in the storm, and I believe He's having His His way in it. And it's it's you know an opportunity for so many to get off of the. Um, well, the hamster wheel, you know, we get in on hamster wheels and all kinds of routines and, and we know it's, it's really leaving us emptier and emptier day after day. Whether, again, it's a job, uh, certain groups of friends, um, behavior, personal behavior we have, again, back to the addictions, all these things, this is a, a great chance for a, a disconnect and reset. You know, and, and we see how that helps so many times, just natural things or computer doesn't work. You've tried everything and it's like, well, turn it off and just reset. I'm uh, I'm
3: resetting. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: a
2: sneeze. It was
0: a sneeze from justice, but that was one related to the sun coming in her eyes and not anything else. (laughs) We have that as a family, as a family dynamic (laughs) and, um, and so, you know, we want to fully take advantage of this season because of that. It's so special, so you just never have heard of this type of opportunity in history. Mm-hmm. Now, we know also the downside, the economic downside, and particularly for people who have um, businesses and, and all that. And we know President Trump and, and uh, you know, the, the stimulus package is designed to help it as much as possible. It's unclear exactly how that will work. And, and I do believe there's going to be a switch back on you know after Easter for uh, for things I'll say everything but or at least
2: some areas some
0: areas people are already thinking you know there's talk of switching much more of the workforce to home scenario and because people are having to do that now anyway and so there are all kinds of next level efficiency of doing things that are that are are, uh, liable and likely to come out of this and so you know I, I I just want to um, related to that um, make five little statements. Are you trying to add some there? Go ahead there, Chris. Really quick while
1: you're thinking about that, Johnny, I think that what he's saying is great. I just I would add to that that I'm just going to come back to it because it's what's on my heart right now. But one of the things that uh, Jewish culture does from the start of Nissan, which was last night or the night before last, they take all the leaven out of their house. Um, and they actually go by with a broom in all of their cabinets they sweep out anything that has leaven in the home and they burn it all and leaven is very significant of the idea of sin or these these things that puff us up that pride us up they basically clean their whole house out to do the seven days of unleavened bread Mm. um and so we're in that 10-day period where it's basically self-examination and so i just i think with what johnny's saying it's just such an accurate time to reflect on what can be reset what can be restarted what can be um what can we challenge ourselves and to go to a new level of something um and just take advantage of this time that we have that i can't imagine we ever having again right <laughs> you know
0: it's just it's so uh, good kind of a uh, you know perfect storm allow it even to take place so um, just like five if there are statements uh moving forward most you probably don't need it um number one this is not the end of the world this is only the end of the world of as we know it and and number two it's related to that this is the beginning of a new era uh, a new era of endless possibilities and um we're gonna we're gonna see that this this time right around this coronavirus storm is a time of shifting and changing And there's a reason the whole world knows about it right now, because it's going to be referred to in the future. It's going to be referred to decades from now, centuries from now, as a time where things change. It's going to be uh, more acknowledged than even the Protestant Reformation. The shifts and changes happening right now. We're in that kind of history. So number three, at the same time, in the midst of all this, because God is so capable of doing multiple things at one time, He's just amazing. Number three, unprecedented darkness is meeting with God's justice. We'll say multi-generational darkness that has gone multi-generations and not being specifically focused on and judged. That is happening right now as well. And the evidence of that will be more and more forthcoming if you're paying attention. You already know some of that that's going on. Um... If those wondering some have said oh I want this this is the worst year ever I want it done uh, what happened everything went off course the prophetic narrative so number four statement prophetic narrative of 2020 is on track the surprise is only in the details of how it happened we started the year talking about second 2 chronicles 2020 and uh, you know about believing the Lord and be established there and listening to his prophets and you are prospered uh, by it, but the whole storyline is Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel being surrounded attacked by an innumerable army Moabites ammonites to the point it scared Jehoshaphat, and uh, he was so afraid there was a seeking of God, and so God spoke into it. the battle is the Lord's lead with praise and and so this is again that's the narrative that began the year, and we're living that out of course, the end of it is a great a great victory. So we want to understand that everything that God was saying coming into 2020, the promises of 2020, how it's supposed to end, they're still, they're still on track. If you remember the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl game, we gave a word on that, Kansas City uh, Chiefs, uh, who won the Super Bowl, and there was all kinds of prophetic symbolism there, all the way back to things Bob Jones said years and years, decades ago, that when they won, it would symbolize something huge in the spirit. And it was 10-10 at halftime, and it didn't look good. They were almost, uh, you could say, lucky to be 10-10. And John 10-10 tells us that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Just interesting, that was the halftime. It says, but then, second half of the verse, but I have come that you might have life, life in abundance. And so, again, beginning the third quarter, in the third quarter, is where they began their, their comeback and ended up winning 31 to 20 and so it's kind of in some way uh is how the year uh, some aspects of the year are playing out so even if there's evidence of the thief coming to kill, steal and destroy to begin the year this is not how it's going to end and number five um just be just be aware it's related to everything else i'm saying end time scenarios the late end time scenarios are not for our lifetime and so you want to hope dream act without limit thinking a hundred years thinking multi-generationally even right now even while the economy is is challenged in so many ways there are for those who who understand these five points I'm making and understand the opportunities before us there are some quick um, uh, rich veins available for for those who can um, respond to the Lord appropriately again this is not about giving yourself over just to entrepreneurial greed but the Lord can speak in His time once you know he's in the midst of the storm the storm is still here he's in the midst of it we can be at the same level of peace as he is he has said we're crossing over so we are doing that so we can uh, steady our, our whole hearts in there now I have just the last thing to say on the virus itself but Elizabeth if you were getting thing you wanted to add right then that's fine as well are you
2: looking for your phone yeah. It's right there.
0: It's right. You know, sometimes it's too close. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to see how long.
2: Um, we are, we're good. Did you feel like you finished your thought? Mark? I finished
0: that. I'm just at some point just going to do like a two minute on the coronavirus itself. And, and um, but you could go first or, or unless you want to do it
1: last.
2: Well, I was just going to encourage everybody to continue um, asking Asking the Holy Spirit to show you how to put your faith in action right now. I saw um, something online that was, it so impacted me. It brought me to tears. But in Douglas, Georgia, um, I don't know who spearheaded this, but the last couple of nights they've been um, different Christians in the community have been driving to the local hospital and parking in the parking lot and blinking their lights in unity saying that they're all there praying over the frontline workers and um i just thought that was so powerful to just think of a a way to put our faith in action where people can see that we're still um we're still standing in the gap you know whatever that looks like for you whether it's you know going back a few days ago we we're talking about finding a way to be generous in the midst of you know potentially loss or um asking god like maybe is there um a hospital in your area or a fire department or just like some tangible place that you want to connect your faith with even if someone else doesn't isn't aware but you just on your own it kind of adopt them in the spirit and say i'm going to stand in the spirit for these people that are facing so much fear every day and real challenge with, with a very real virus and, um, and how can I cover them? Because we are ministers of reconciliation. We have the ability to appropriate the blood of Jesus um, and to stand guard in the spirit realm for people that, that maybe can't do that for themselves for whatever reason right now. and Anyway, I'm just saying be creative, ask Holy
0: Spirit. That's good. That's really good. Justice. Yes, Do you have anything?
3: Yeah, just a short something. Oh, um, I just was kind of feeling like this is an important time for people to be asking the Lord for creative solutions on kind of what you've been talking about recently, how this is the end of the world as we know it, but it's going to be better than yeah. ever. And asking the Lord for those solutions. And I think sometimes, at least I could feel overwhelmed by the thought of, like, God having solutions for culture. Because it could feel like that's something, like, bigger than you, bigger than what you can do. Like, here's how to fix Hollywood. But there's little things that um, I think the Lord wants each of us to implement into our lives and this part of this reset is an opportunity for him to point out like things that we're doing in our family things that we're doing in the seven mountains but in our immediate circles in life that um that actually will like compound and change things for the world and that those little things make a big difference and we're able to see that now more than ever how every little decision that we make really does have an impact beyond uh, what we usually would be able to see. Do you have, like, off the top of your head, like, a an example of what you're... Have you, is well, the Lord like giving you anything? What Dad was talking about with um, things maybe shifting more towards long-term people working from home more. Mm-hmm. I just think, because the Mountain of Family is definitely, uh, I would say, a primary mountain for me. And so that excites me because a huge part of the breakdown of families is because if you have two people working outside of the home and your kids are gone and you you never have parental interaction, you never have like a strong family core, um, families start to break down. And so the thought of one or even two parents being able to work from home and being able to have more interaction and create a strong family connection, even, even that is just one thing that I see that's already happening. Um, So like maybe if someone works
2: for a company and they've been having to work from home, maybe they could make a suggestion to the leadership of their company. Hey, what if in the future, when this is passed, we become known as a company that's pro-family in that way and we make it easier for um, someone to work from home so that they they have a stronger family unit.
3: Yeah, and just more more flexibility with, working from home and things like that for for people who have families or who are married or um i don't know that's just one thing that i've seen happening that i think yeah it's a good example the lord will bring more things like that. that's
0: really good justice that's really good well uh you know i'm mixing some um good news with something i'm going to say here in fact i'll probably just i'm going to put some i'm probably going to put up a little facebook post in more detail just how the pandemic component of the coronavirus, I believe is artificially generated, and I'm going to use data. I'm not going to use prophetic information instruction to do so and and nor you know and, and and I'll just spit out quickly. It's amazing I just felt to do the research on it and uh, for instance, found out you know last year in the uh, in the world that six uh, six point five million people on planet Earth died of respiratory infections and diseases. Six and a half million. And if you put that out per day, that comes out to 18,000 people dying a day from respiratory infections and diseases. The so-called pandemic right now has a global total of 25,000. Total in four months, and if you projected that as and not going less for the rest of the year, that would add up to seventy five thousand uh, total deaths now could it pick up, could it do more whatever but anyway seventy five thousand total if you even if we say okay China's not really given real numbers, even if you added a million to that, even if you say a million and seventy five thousand A normal year for upper respiratory infections, diseases, is 6.5 million. And every year, there are coronaviruses. There's just not—every year, there's just—there's a uh, new—what do they call it when they— Strain. Strain. And um, they're, they're changing. So there was a coronavirus last year. And so there was just some convenient data that seemed to be weaponized for such a time as this. As I said, God has his way in the storm. And so there's so much good going to come out of this uh, in all kinds of ways. There's uh, there's other things God's um, going after, but at some point, in order uh, to get the world economic engine going again, uh, there has to be exposure of the of the part of, of of this that's a hoax. Coronavirus is not a hoax. It being a pandemic is a hoax. Uh, from
2: your perspective from my
0: perspective and Based just from on those just on raw dot da- raw data and but here's the uh, um the good news so you know I like to always do good news um i was just looking at how people die you know that seems fairly morbid but <laughs> in the united states every day there are 2200 abortions and it seems like that there has been a a minimum of a 90% shutdown, some say a complete shutdown, that you're not supposed to do it because everybody has to prioritize the other healthcare stuff, that abortion clinics are not operational in general. 2,200 deaths a day from that. You go, oh my goodness, how terrible that is. Yes, it's around um, 800,000 a year, and it's horrible. It's terrible. It is murder. Good news, again, Backing up, looking at how things have changed. You want to know what the change rate is. In the year um, 2000, there were 1.3 million abortions. So we are presently averaging half a million less abortions than they were 20 years ago. There is a curve change that's going in the conscience of people. Uh, In general, there could be other dynamics related to why that's happening as well. Okay, and then quickly. So... There, ha- there are 110 car wreck deaths a day that are not been happening um, as well. So we're saving those, those lives, 110 a day, because nobody's out driving. And uh, or nobody's supposed to, or hardly, we'll say, nice. you know, relatively. Um, there's normally 125 flu deaths per day in the United States. And uh, we don't know what's going on. Perhaps by us doing this social distancing and everything else, these normal things that never get looked at as a pandemic um, are very possibly, so it's thousands and thousands that have been limited. Um, and then 50 murders a day. Again, this seems morbid, but 50 murders a day. Everybody stays home. Um, they kind of, well, you <laughs> know, <laughs> people feel like murdering each other at times in family. No, they don't. <laughs> But um, you have to imagine, and that's per day that they're cutting out. I had up together. Anyway, I was just looking at we're around 2,500 deaths per day that are being stopped by us being locked in scenarios where we are now.
2: Potentially. And,
0: pot- yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, yeah, potentially. These are just. I'm just going by looking at at raw data. And, so, and I'm always um, moved towards uh, finding that which is good. And then the final bit of news, you know, it's the most people know this they don't know the numbers you know what kills more people around the world than anything else heart failure and that's 18 million um, a year you talk about a pandemic if they put that on the news and list it every day wow what's going on with people's hearts they're just cutting out and of course they will double because a big uh, component of that there are uh, fear, it, they know that. Even doctors who find all kinds of other reasons and your arteries are clogged and everything else, fear and stress uh, become, uh, it, they're listed really as the number one cause of hearts failing. And so those who have been used, those in the media and whoever else is generating this, by stoking fear, uh, well, You know, they have been making us most vulnerable, vulnerable in the area that kills most people around the world. Anyway, it's just, that was just a little bit of perspective, perspective. Again, God is in the storm, and and there's going to be, uh, I believe, amazing outcomes coming. I believe Passover is going to be just a time of, a, uh, there's going to be something uh, similar to the rescue operation that God had for the children of Israel for their Passover many thousand years ago, so... It's all good. God's on the throne. He's a good God. And may every one of you receive the grace that you need for whatever area of challenge that you're presently experiencing, whether it's economic, health, fear, and I know you are. Any other final words?
3: Amen. That's good. No
0: Good stuff. All right, y'all. We look forward tomorrow at the same time.